been listening to Garbage Hill, one of its first podcast network, GarbageHillNetwork.com. Hey there, this is Iskwe, and you are listening to Witch Police Radio.
Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm uh, regular host Sam, and I'm here outside <laughs> in Winnipeg <laughs> with uh, Isque. And um, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me over here. Absolutely, thanks for having me. So I uh, kind of wasn't sure where you come from because I'd heard your name over the years every once in a while. There'd be like, you know, I'd see something in uh, I don't know Uptown or something, or it'd be in the Free Press, and the name it was vaguely familiar. Yeah. But then, like all of a sudden, it seems like I'm seeing you everywhere. <laughs> and uh, I know you're not currently living in Winnipeg, but how like. When did you start doing this, and is this something you started when you were here originally, or? Um, sort of. I so, so I, I grew up here, born and raised, mm-hmm. and I left. I I guess I you know the cat's out the bag. I left over ten years ago now, but I've been coming and going to Winnipeg the entire time. Okay. So there there have been blocks of time where I've come back to spend like substantial amounts of time. Like okay. Okay. Many months. At one point, I had even packed up all my stuff and shipped it all the way back and oh, had really? planned to live here again permanently. So I've, I've kind of been in and out. Um, but I, it wasn't until I left Winnipeg, and that was actually the reason that I left initially, was to pursue a music okay. career. Okay. So I... And when, when was that? Like what, what kind of... Oh, goodness. That was in... I moved to Toronto, like... Where am I now? So about 11 years ago. Okay. okay. Yeah. Had you been doing any music ago. when you were here, or was it like not really, not not, not really not performing? Or yeah, so I I had been I had been a dancer before that, so okay. I danced with okay. the Royal Winnipeg Ballet. Okay, not professionally, but very inclusively. Yeah, I imagine that takes a lot of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I danced with them about six days a week. Oh wow! Okay. For the duration of my childhood and yeah, that's teenage years. Pretty hardcore. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that was my main focus, and then and then you know I got that teenage angsty stuff yep. and moved into the art room at high school yep. and kind of dropped everything else and then just painted. And then I decided that I was going to be an academic. So I went to university for a bunch of years okay. and I think I might hold the record of how many times somebody can drop out of university. Okay. What, what, do you, what are you at? I'm yeah. at about five. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I decided that I wanted to be a singer and it was actually a friend of mine who I used to work with at Investors Group. So back in the day, I worked at Investors Group here in Winnipeg. And a friend of mine was auditioning for the first ever Canadian Idol. Oh, really? Okay. And I remember her talking about it while we were at work. And I was like, you know, I want to do that. I want to audition for Canadian Idol. And my partner at the time, who I'd been living with for a couple of years already, when I said this, was like, well, do you even sing? (laughs) And, And I was like, well, you know... To myself, like I, yeah. I never. As a kid, I sang in the Winnipeg Girls Choir and I sang in all the school stuff. Right. But but lots of people do that, right? Kind right. Of thing, right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I never really, I had nothing to place myself against. But I was really in love with jazz and yeah. soul music and R and B, and I would always, I you know, I basically taught myself by copying and and mimicking okay. over top of other vocalists that I really admired, which I think a lot of people do. I think anyways, that's how a lot of people do. Right? Yeah, like for sure. when you're in the car, you just crank up your favorite yeah, song and. and think that you sound exactly the same (laughs) and then if you turn it down you realize you don't both people anyway yeah yeah so so I I sang for him and I actually made him go and stand in the kitchen and then we had this long hallway and I stood in the living room okay and belted out a song and he was like okay that's good (laughs) all right we can do this so did you actually audition for the I did audition and I made it through a bunch of rounds I made it to the tv round oh cool cool and then I just got stage fright yeah yeah like I had no performance capabilities at that point I had no I guess right that was yeah but it was very different yeah I imagine yeah Yeah. very different um and uh 
yeah, so then after that, you know, I started taking voice lessons and kind of packed up and shipped off to Toronto cool. to go after things. Well, the reason, the reason I asked is because, I mean, like, I've pretty much since I was in junior high, I played in bands, and I've always been kind of very active uh, checking out as many local artists as I can, mm-hmm. and it just seems like, wait, did I miss this? <laughs> you know, were you, were you here playing shows and I just hadn't seen it? Or? No, I definitely left before, yeah. before I did all that, and then I started coming back um, once I'd kind of put together some songs okay. and some stuff. Okay, so yeah. having, having had no experience doing that before, how did you, I mean, you go to Toronto, then what happens? How do you, become, how do you actually get to be able to you know, do this to the level you're at now? What, what, what are the steps? Well, I had a, like, I had a very, very, very supportive partner at the okay. time um, who was really not only encouraging but sort of took on the role of, of helping me with the business side of okay. things, okay. right, and allowing me to be the artist in it, yeah. which I think was really important important for me I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with too is yeah. like people who just want to focus on the art they have someone has to handle the other side yeah. Right? So, yeah I do think you know now that I'm solely responsible for my business yeah. it's really important to know both sides like yeah. you have to be an artist if you want to make this a career you have to be an artist yeah. but you also have to recognize that this is your business well especially now because everything is I mean it's not like how it used to be with record labels taking care of everything now everyone's most people are doing things entirely on their own. Exactly. They're producing their own stuff. They're promoting it themselves and everything. So, yeah, that's yeah. Sort of a key component. Definitely. But Toronto, I felt, um, I felt and still feel, is a wonderful city for emerging talent. Yeah. It's very supportive, oddly enough, even though it's screw-face capital and right, people right. are quite judgy about things. For the emerging artist, it's very supportive. Okay. For the beyond emerging, that's where it starts to get harder and people get judgmental and difficult and right. harder to please and that sort of thing but it's a great space to go when you're when you're beginning okay yeah. did you know what kind of style you wanted to do or did i mean i assume that developed along the way but when you started out did you have like a plan like this is what i want to sound this is the sound i want this is well i sort of followed other people's suggestions okay. and that's partly why my first album took me eight years to do that's a long time yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, it took a long time because I was there was a lot of self-discovery happening and people really have a lot to say. Yeah. You know, I've I've noticed that people really have a lot to say when it comes to your art like how you should do it, what you should look like, how yeah. you should sound, <laughs> all of these what you should what you should sing about. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I kind of allowed myself to be guided in that way. Uh, so so there were elements on that first album. Obviously that first album is me and it it's, you know, showcasing those eight years and it's a pretty broad you know it's not one solid sound on that record and I think that's that's a reflection of me gradually moving from being guided to finding my own voice in it Mm -hmm. so is that um like what do you call it now the sound you have because I mean I've I've read a few interviews and stuff you know like I usually do when I'm interviewing so I look up other interviews do they've asked and I mean I see trip hop coming up a lot I see obviously hip hop influences soul influences R&B like is there something that you is there like a pocket you put it in for genre wise or is it just kind of everything you're into yeah it it changes with every interview I do I don't I don't really know how to describe it you know in a genre um I can tell you what the influences are, okay. and I sort of allow people to make up whatever okay. genre they want. So what, what, There's what? definitely jazz, yeah. a lot of jazz. My, vo- my vocals are heavily jazz-influenced. The music is heavily trip-hop-influenced. Yeah, yeah. uh, I love bottom-heavy, bassy, 
sounds. Yeah, I can hear that in what I've heard of your stuff for sure. Yeah. yeah. Dark and painful is kind of <laughs> the one. If that's a genre. Yeah, yeah, that I think would it probably be. is, yeah. 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 There's I enough think, people who do that, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that could be the genre. Um, hip, when people say hip hop influences, I'm assuming that's because on some of the songs, for instance, on my first album, I have M1 from Dead Prez. M1. Yeah. I'd like to introduce to you Esquee. We're about to make history. RBG. so long you don't know what's real you die to get a second in the spotlight yeah you live your life like in a video yeah you know you're nothing but a girl uh, i see you melt under the pressure. pressure you're getting caught up in this world oh. can't get the fame want the fame but no. your personality is so recycled Personality is so recycled. Gotta get a name in the game list. Some days you try to leave it, but you're so caught up in it. He's fantastic, really. really and was that cool something guy. we actually you actually mm-hmm. did in person? Because I know yep. nowadays everyone features each other on their records, and it's just emailed, you know. Yeah, no, no, that was in person. That's awesome. And um, so I think some of the hip hop influences kind of stem from that. Right, but, people hearing that song. And, yeah. mm-hmm. But for myself personally, and where I write from, I would say that my influences are trip hop and jazz primarily. Okay. Yeah. And in Toronto, was there kind of a scene? 
for that sort of sound, or you just not that I know. Because no. <laughs> that's I mean that's what I was thinking too. I was like if when I did before I you know talked to you in real, I was thinking were you in Winnipeg doing this? And then I couldn't figure out what kind of yeah you know where you would have fit in. But yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool. It's one of those things. It's one of those things that I had to um, venture out into the world yeah. to kind of find my comfort in it because it was the sound that I was always hearing and the sound that I was always wanting to yeah, put yeah. out. But it, you know, it took it took time experiencing other art communities across the world yeah. that allowed me that room to be like to fully embrace what I had to say. And right, you can, that you can do whatever you actually feel like doing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's that's awesome. I think a lot of people are, I mean, especially doing this, because I I talk to people who are at various levels. I mean, someone could be like completely underground basement bands by two shows or someone like coming through town who's like got some Grammys and stuff, right? It's totally random. So uh, it's interesting to talk to people about kind of basically that, like, you know, how they decide what to do, where they kind of get their inspiration from and things, because it's like all over the, all across the board. Absolutely. But, um, so... Well, one of the things that, uh, I mean, when when I first, I guess, recently saw your name come up, it was on the CBC uh, Searchlight mm, contest, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I've seen this name before, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. listen to this, and it was uh, Nobody Knows, right. which I awesome song. Like, I, I, it's much. probably my favorite song I've heard all, all summer so far. Oh, like, I, I really love it. Thank you And that's why much. I want to interview you, <laughs> the song is so great. And then <laughs> I looked you. up some more stuff and everything, and yeah. um, so that, like, how would you classify the genre of that? I mean, it's got a lot of stuff going on there, too. I, yeah, I don't know. Is it? Is it like indie pop? I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have no idea it, yeah. how to classify that one. I worked with uh, I worked with the Darcys on that song, who are a band up from Toronto. Okay, and they, I think, that, what genre do they classify themselves as? There's rock in there somewhere. Right. But I, yeah, I don't really know. I don't have the answer to that question. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> so, like that song to me, I mean, it's got a huge hook and it's, it's super catchy and everything. Like, thank you. How has that been received? I mean, you better, I know it has a message behind it too, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, as far as the actual music, first of all, has that have you had a pretty good response to it? I've had a fantastic response to it actually. Um, my favorite story so far is that so so uh, <laughs> bees everywhere. There's bees everywhere. <laughs> They're flying right into my face. Um, my favorite story on it so far is, you know, just quickly jumping into yeah. the, the topic. Yeah, of sure. The, I want to ask you about that anyway. So, yeah. 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 So, so Nobody Knows is a tribute to Canada's missing and murdered Indigenous women. Yeah. So uh, for those who might not know, Iskwe, it means woman in Cree. And my half of my family or half of my DNA is right. of Cree and Dene. And so this is a, a topic that really impacts me. And, sure, and yeah. I feel like you don't have to be indigenous for it to impact you, but um, it definitely impacts us in a very distinct way. Well, it's very direct, right? I mean, it's very a, direct, yeah. yeah. And so I wrote this song as a tribute to our missing women um, after having been back in Winnipeg last summer and losing one of our young community members, yeah. Tina Fontaine. Which is about a year ago. was one year now, ago, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, 15 years old and so my my favorite memory of this song so far my favorite moment with the song so far was actually just two days ago and I was performing in Vancouver or in a suburb of Vancouver and as I performed that song this beautiful native woman who had been sitting off to the side jumped up and came and stood in front of the stage and sang word for word with me that's really cool and it actually took everything in my power not to just start bawling my yeah. eyes out right and she but knew all that like, she, she knew, knew every song, word yeah. and i don't know this person so That's it awesome. wasn't like it's one of my homies yeah, who's yeah. like yeah. yeah you know it was a total stranger to me 
and and that yeah really hit me right For like sure, that, yeah. I felt that the it's a huge issue across Canada mm -hmm. is it what kind of how, how, how big is that issue in, in, in Toronto I mean I know Winnipeg because we have a very large indigenous population yeah it's well it's not even as big as it should be as an issue I think but it, it I mean it gets talked about but I mean yeah. is it, is it uh, outside of Manitoba Saskatchewan prairies like is it it's definitely not as prominent of an issue you know at the dinner table yeah 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 right but I think that there are enough you know for instance um George Strombolopoulos has played the song and has talked okay. about the issue and played the song and there's a large population of people in Toronto who listen to it I've been doing a lot of stuff with CBC um radio one two and three okay 
both it, like just out in the east. So uh, I've been lucky enough to be working with Alan or have been featured on um, All in a Day with Alan Neal for CBC Ottawa. Okay. And so I know that in Toronto and Ottawa, this song and myself among, you know, not to take all of the credit yeah, yeah, or yeah, anything. Yeah. I'm not, I'm just referring to the song directly, not, not the general conversation. Yeah. But I know that it, uh, I know that that has been a part of the conversation. So I, th- I think it's sort of allowed for more room, yeah. more space to have the dialogue open up because there's a pop song. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. A catchy pop song. A catchy it. pop yeah, song yeah. that doesn't automatically make people, um, that people don't automatically know what the, the conversation right. is, right. right? And then once that conversation comes up, it's already been associated to a song. And it adds, I guess, an extra level of the song, too, if someone actually wants to learn about what the, what the, what the story is, right? Right. That's cool. Is that, so is that, is that something that's coming out on an album yeah, as well? Is that something you're working on now? Or yep. What? Yeah, yep. Um, finishing it off, I, my, initially the goal was to have it out for November 17th. Okay. That's been pushed back a little bit, so... It'll be like within a month or two after that. Okay. Just yeah. Is that I mean, is it self-released? Or it's a self-released, yeah. self-financed, self-everything. Okay. So, it just sometimes deadlines change. <laughs> yeah, we, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So how does that? Um, I mean, as far as obviously you're you're writing your lyrics, you're, you're mm-hmm. doing the vocals. Do you do production as well? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that mostly you, or do you have a? No, I do. You've got to be on your. Okay. Well, I'll just leave them in. Leave them there. Listening to you. Um. I work with other producers on every song. I never self-produce entirely, okay. but I do self-produce to a certain point and then pass it on right, right. to have it like kind of polished up, polished bit, yeah. up. And my my skills in the production side are are still developing. Is that is that something you worked on like from the beginning? Like we were always doing little bits of. Uh... No, actually, uh, on my first album, only one song okay. did I co-produce. Okay, which was another love song, not the remix. Right. That the, the original one. So how were you? Uh, I mean, how, how do you how do you write? I mean, because a lot of your stuff has you know like these various trip hop electronic mm-hmm. kind of elements. I mean, what are you writing the songs with? I mean, well, I I I play piano. Okay. So if you play piano, you know you can get yourself a MIDI controller yeah, and totally, make yeah. any instrument sound yeah. on the planet. Yeah. So that's basically okay. how I start off. Yeah, I, I build structures. If if so, if a beat hasn't come to me or if music hasn't come to me by somebody else and then I write over top of that like yeah. if I'm um, beginning the production yeah I have I have what it takes to kind of do up skeletons okay and then I generally do um, the vo- vocal melodies over top of that okay. and that's the point that I give it away so I do a quick skeleton production wise right. do the voice the all the lyrical component yep. and then pass it on and then do you kind of get it back and fine-tune it as well after exactly it's been, okay that's cool mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's i like to be involved in all the stages yeah. i don't i don't um at no point on this album am i going to be giving it away to anybody and not participating right. just here's it. the vocals go to whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah which i think a lot of people do yeah too. i think it's a that thing that happens um so is i mean if it's self-released obviously you want to do that too right you want to mm-hmm. get every, yourself involved in every way is it something that's this is another question that comes up always in the show because mm-hmm. of totally different people we talk to each week but uh is this something you're releasing as a physical album as well or just digital or both or what's your i'm going to be doing a small print run on this one okay um because only because i would have done it entirely digitally yeah however when i'm in europe folks really like hard hard copies copies, there and i've had some requests for vinyl okay so i might do a a very small run on vinyl as well I think that's what everyone wants to do, but then you look at the price. And They're so expensive. Prohibitively expensive for almost everybody, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, unless you're doing mass 
quantities. Yeah, everything yeah, gets cheaper that yeah. way in theory. Yeah. but it's still. But usually, self-produced records don't do mass quantities. No. So just to go back to the the song, nobody knows again. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if, if you're if you're in Europe or, or you're in you know uh, somewhere else, I mean, what kind of reaction does that get? Because that's probably an issue that isn't even on the radar. Like, right. You know, does that? I mean, do you get to kind of talk to people about that? There? Absolutely. And, yeah. 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 I actually just came back from Europe, and and it was you know I always am very clear in my introductions to that song. Okay. So I I, I spend the minute to you know. To briefly and as succinctly as I possibly yeah. can explain <clears throat> that this is a major issue for us in Canada that people elsewhere don't know and most people in Canada don't know well, yeah, or don't surprising or don't understand care or, don't, or, care yeah. or whatever yeah. right and um, so it's it's given me that platform to have cool. a quick conversation about it and I feel like the majority of Europeans have a you know, somewhat of an understanding yeah. of, you know, like indigenous people in North America kind of have it rough. Yeah, I think, I think that's right? general. That's, yeah. that's yeah. sort of the general yeah. consensus. So there's, I've, I haven't really encountered many people who are just so baffled by this topic, right? right? Like right. they're not by this topic, but by injustices towards indigenous people. Right, I guess there's a general idea that that's, yeah, that's a thing that happens up here, yeah. 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 So it's been nice because I've been able to just very, you know, very like I said, as succinctly as I possibly can, be like, this is who I am. Yeah. This is the issue. This is why it's important to me. This is why I'm telling you about it. This yeah. is the song. That's good. Right? And is it a uh, pretty positive reaction from them too? Fantastic. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I have not, I haven't had a bad reaction from it yet, thankfully. That's great. Well, I would hope you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would have a bad reaction to that. But um, So coming back to Winnipeg, like... Winnipeg, unfortunately, has been in the news for a lot of horrible reasons. Um, mm -hmm. Like, you know, the most racist city in Canada. <laughs> and then, like, you know, like you said, the Tina Fontaine thing a year ago. And mm -hmm. then, you know, like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you do. do. Like, what, what, do you, what do you think? Like, when you're coming from Winnipeg, even if you're, you're living in Toronto for however long, I mean, yeah. it, do you kind of feel like it's something that you, you have to talk about more just because, like, back home is where a lot of this is happening? Is that part of it? or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, my whole... I, Winnipeg is still my home. Right. It's my community. It's, you know, all of my family's here. Um, so I definitely, I maintain Winnipeg as my home. Yeah. Right? Even though I have an address in other places, um, I still can't fully adopt those cities as my own. I think a lot of people do that from Winnipeg. I think yeah. you meet people from Winnipeg all over the place, and they still consider themselves Winnipeggers. Yeah. yeah I, I, and I think it's, I don't know, I think... I've had this conversation a couple of times lately, which is really interesting because I feel like we are a very clear breed of people. Yeah. You know, it takes the, the um, growing up here is, is much different than growing up other places, just like anybody would say about their city. Yeah. But I think that the, the separations and the camaraderies that yeah. happen from here are quite unique. Yeah, definitely. And, and yeah, so the fact that, you know, it's kind of like when your kid brother or sister or whatever is messing up, yeah. you participate in it. For sure, yeah. Right? Like yeah. you, you want to be a part of that, that conversation, that resolution. And, Help and them that solve sort. whatever the problem is. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So that's how I feel with, you know, being voted the most racist city in Canada. Yeah. I want to be a part of that solution and that resolution. I don't want to just stand over here and be like, okay, I'm in Toronto now. Yeah. Oof, thank goodness <laughs> I got out. Well, I'm not there anymore. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. just not how my brain could ever function. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I mean, yeah, hopefully Winnipeg, if they give that title out next year, hopefully Winnipeg's on the list. But mm -hmm. yeah. Do you think, I mean, do you see people reacting differently since 
kind of all of that stuff that happened last year is... Uh... I don't know. I, you know, I've seen a lot of my friends who are visibly indigenous yeah. and a lot of the outcomes that they've experienced since then, um, for some have been more favorable, for some have been much worse. Okay. I don't, I have no idea what the, you know, the overall vote would be now. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think that acknowledging an issue is, you know, sort of the first step yeah. in kind of moving past it. Yeah, definitely. Well, and I think there, you know, uh, sorry to cut no, you No, no, it's fine. Go ahead. Uh, a friend of mine hosted a fantastic series on CBC. I mean, Winnipeg knows yeah. who Wob Canoe is. Oh, yeah, that was a great series. Yeah, but you watched yeah, Eighth yeah, Fire. Fantastic. Yeah. And I think that 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 show was the most absolute perfect example of and description of what needs to happen in yeah. order for people to move forward, right? Like building relationships and not not spending time in the past, but not ignoring the past. Yeah, totally, totally. Right? Like allowing ourselves to live in the present, but, you know, with recognition, supports, and, you know, like let's move on and get through this yeah. together, but without the... Um, leaving things behind or you know not yeah, acknowledging I mean, yeah yeah well the, the thing that i mean i was actually surprised that like when i heard that song and i was thinking i haven't seen a lot of art in the mainstream anyway mm-hmm. about this issue and it's a huge issue and like mm-hmm. you know every time i think about it like i'm not indigenous but i am like four generations back or somewhere i have a, a native great grandmother or something that i never met but um like a lot of people in winnipeg right everyone yeah. has somewhere in their family tree which makes racism insane because yeah but um like i have two daughters mm-hmm. and it makes me think every time i hear about this like just no my daughters in winnipeg this could be right like, they uh, they happen to be like you know blonde haired and white but i mean it's really yeah it's their neighbors like it could you know what i mean it's, it's, it's terrifying that this is what happens and it's yeah. surprising to me that i haven't seen more kind of just like creative uh, output about the issue. Right. Maybe it's I'm not looking in the right places, but it seems like it's kind of. I mean, this is one of the first songs anyway that I've heard. I, I don't want to talk about this all the time. Yeah, but no, I mean, no, no. I'm uh, happy to. I'm very happy to. Um, I think, I think that the main issue there is indigenous placement in mainstream culture. Yeah. Right. And Which is very low. It's very low. Yeah. And so I think that um, having that sort of conversation at a mainstream level is there's a lot of hurdles to get through to be able to have that conversation at that place, right? Like, you know, the issue of headdresses, for instance. Festivals, yeah, it's crazy. Festivals, and it taking a tribe called Red to sort of bust down all these doors in order for that conversation to be taking place at such a global level now. Yeah, it, it seems like it's everywhere now. Every it's everywhere. You hear about, which yeah, is, it's yeah, great, yeah. But Absolutely. It's amazing. The fact that it existed in the first place is nuts. Like oh, it. Right. <laughs> I know. But it takes that level of mainstream, right? Yeah. So those guys did so much to get to that place of being mainstream. And, I mean, let's be real. If they weren't at that place of mainstream, yeah. that conversation wouldn't have happened. Right. They could have said it, but no one would have listened. Nobody yeah. would be listening. Yeah. Nobody would... Or not even listening. Nobody would be hearing it. Right. Right? Like, so... It should be another hashtag that people would tune out after the week, yeah. Exactly. So I'm grateful that that this one, you know, that I'm able to have that conversation Mm -hmm. at a mainstream level. You know, I I could only hope that it continues to go and go further, right? Like, I have high hopes for that. Yeah, it would be great if it did, yeah. Mm -hmm. It definitely seems like, just from, uh, in Winnipeg anyway, I don't know about about the rest of Canada, but it seems like there's kind of a... um, separate music scenes even like i mean you see all these uh there's there's lots of uh 
you know, indigenous rap groups and stuff that are massive in Winnipeg, but you never hear them. I mean, they're mm -hmm. kind of, separate, you know, you go to a rap show at whatever bar and it's just going to be a bunch of white guys, you know, which is fine, but it seems like there's a completely different crowd and everything. Like, I mean, like have a you, yeah. And have you played a lot of those kind of shows? Like I know there's a lot of yeah. award ceremonies and things that go on to recognize indigenous music, but is that, I mean, have you noticed a separateness to it? I have, I have noticed and I have played them and I have, um, felt the need to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot to be said about subgenres and priding yourself in your cultural group yeah. and priding yourself in, in your demographic and, yeah, and that yeah, sort of sure. thing. Totally appreciate that. I also think that there's importance and weight and a conversation to be had about not creating a glass ceiling for yourself yeah, as yeah. well and how tricky... Um, how tricky the entertainment industry can be and how tricky niche markets can yeah. be and, and those sorts of things. So it just sort of depends on what people's goals are. I right, think. yeah, I guess it's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing that someone doesn't break into the mainstream, but no. it, it does seem like there's a... They'd be someone I've never heard of, and you look at their, you know, watch their YouTube video, and there's a million views. Yeah. It's like, where did this person come from? Yeah. They're from Winnipeg. How, do, you know, how come I never... Yeah. But they have that... They have that... That niche following. Yeah, massive... Fan and base, a yeah. massive fan yeah, base, yeah. Huge, yeah. So, hey, <laughs> my dog's about to run. Yeah. Oh no, it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that uh, because you know, because of the message in that song, and because of the attention you're getting for it, I mean, mm -hmm. are you going to be expected now when your album comes out? Are people expecting, oh, this is going to have? Uh, I don't know if political message is the right thing, but I mean, right. a, a social cultural message to it. I mean, is that kind of now you're the person who does that or? Um, I don't know if, I don't know if either, that's but... what people think. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a bad thing. I don't know if that's what people think. I can say that a lot of the songs do have a social yeah. context in them. Um, I feel like my first album was primarily relationship-based, okay. which was a reflection of where I was. And this album has not taken me eight years to do. <laughs> and it's so it's taken me two. And it's it's a reflection of where I've been in the last two years. Okay. So there is, you know, the, the, the social issues are quite prominent on the album, but, you know, there's also some good old-fashioned breakup tunes on right, there too, right, right? Right, Well, I mean, just thinking about, like, what you mentioned earlier with uh, Dead Prez, like, they yeah. are pretty much, everyone assumes that everything they say is going to be, be super, super political. Yeah. I mean, it usually is, but, yeah, yeah. even the love songs are, right? Yeah, but, it's yeah. true. Yeah. I guess, you know, I, I'm a pretty vocal person, right? Like, yeah. in terms of what I have to say, I... I I believe in what I say. I'm a fan of debate okay. and conversation. I love it when somebody can change my mind about something. Yeah, yeah. I have no problems being wrong, but I'm very firm in my in my thought um, until you've proven me wrong. Yeah. And so the way I write my music is in that same vein. Okay. You know, like I write from from my experience, my thought, my belief, and it just so happens that over the past little while my spirit has been resting in the need to speak up on stuff that has been driving me nuts. Yeah, well, it's a good, <laughs> it's a good way to let it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, has the music itself changed? I mean, like, the tone of it since, mm -hmm. I mean, you're doing love songs or breakup songs, and then you're doing, you know, something with a very strong message. Is that, I mean, it seems like, I mean, this, I, I don't want to keep going back to that song, but I love yeah. it. <laughs> it's oh, an awesome song. You. And it's, it's very it's very powerful. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, the vocal, too, is super, I don't know if it's aggressive is the right word, but it's, I mean, it's heavy. Like, yeah. It's, I like to joke that, that that's, there's another song on my album called Will I See, which is very down-tempo electronic. Okay.
songs on this record that's going to be in that down tempo okay. vibes um and i 
you know, ironically joke that that song, I actually wrote that song days after uh, the vigil for Tina. Okay. Because I was okay. here at that time. Were you actually at the vigil? And I was at the okay. vigil. Um, and I wrote, so I wrote that song days after, and it was very much a song of mourning and sadness. Yeah. And I feel like I've gone through sort of the grief cycle the stages yeah, the yeah, stages of yeah. grief and nobody knows comes from the anger zone yeah you can, you can hear that for sure. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so on that one i'm just mad yeah well, it comes through yeah. yeah so so i might yeah i definitely yelled it out on that one which yeah. felt fantastic because when you're in the studio and you're recording you do takes right yeah and um i'm doing the dance with Could the wasp, be, uh, the wasp yeah. <laughs> um so you do take after take, and it was exhausting, but it was such therapy to just scream through yeah, that, that song yeah, for, yeah. for a good day. I bet. Yeah. So the other thing, I, I mean, you probably get asked about this all the time too, but um, the other thing that I kind of, the, the, the makeup. Yeah. Is that, I mean, does that reflect kind of the tone of what you're doing as well? Is there, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of photos, we have a lot mm-hmm. of different styles of it, but Absolutely. some of it seems more aggressive, some of it seems yeah. a lot less aggressive. I mean, is, there, is that tailored to the performance, or is that tailored to, like, how do you determine that? It's, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you've actually noticed that some of it's more aggressive and yeah. some of it's not. Some of it is just art. So right. I have a visual arts background as well. And so some of it is just another artistic expression okay. of, you know, I like painting things and I get to use my face as a bendy canvas. Okay, yeah. Um, I guess it's no different than a backdrop on stage or a costume you're wearing, whatever. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I do, in, in the ones that are the less aggressive, I do try to keep sort of in... To me, anyways, you know, in, in what I see inside my brain. Yeah. Um, almost like embodying an animal or a creation, like okay. a, a creature that I've created. Okay. And so it, it, feels, um, it feels better for me when I'm performing to be in this creature. Okay. So I, I've said before, I don't feel like, since I discovered the painting my face for performance, I don't feel like I'm hiding behind it. I actually feel like I'm much more present. Right, okay. like this, okay. whatever this feeling is that can kind of come out both vocally yeah. and in visual art. So, are you actually kind of like becoming whatever character that is, or is it um, more like just well, maybe? Yeah, thing. not becoming the character, just it's there with me. Okay. Yeah, like I don't know how to explain that too much. I don't think I'll have to think about that. Okay. Um, but then some of the some of the pe- like the artwork on my face has had a political message yeah. to it. So, for instance, one of the one of the images is half of my face is, is done in like facial the style of facial tattoo, and the other half of my face is done in like a very glam you know like smoky eye bright picture, red yeah. lips and that yeah. sort of thing, and the the purpose for that specific look was appropriation basically okay. so cultural appropriation versus gender okay. and sort of my expression of the, you know the over the top. Um, because my mom, my mom's Cree and Dene, they're, you know, uh, Dene people do facial tattooing as well. Right, okay. Um, there's this element of taking something beautiful and just, you know, overdoing it and, you know, like, missing the mark. Right, right, like, right. That, that, that was just, um, that's not what facial tattooing looks like. Right. But it was just so over the top. Okay. And then same with the other half, which is like this glam, super smoky eye, super yeah. feminine look, right? Like this over the top femininity, this over the top cultural reflection. Okay. And then I beaded the word isque yeah, and that put that yeah. over my mouth. Yeah. And isque meaning woman. Yeah. And beadwork is, you know, a very strong cultural people have an association with that. People have sure. an yeah. association. Yeah. 
Um, and I put that over my mouth just to show my frustration with the limitations that can um, pop up okay. based on culture and gender. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't feel, um, what's the word, that I can't move past those limitations. But that's just my, you know, protesting them, I okay. guess, being okay. like, I'm not going to be silenced by my culture or my gender. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, it's a... Uh... Thanks. Uh, I feel I think that the makeup is very striking too. You notice it. Like I mean, mm. I, I think that um, having not seen you live, unfortunately, um, but I mean, seeing videos and photos, like it, I mean, yeah. it definitely stands. You notice it right away. Obviously, you yeah. do. But you know what I mean. Like it's. Uh, yeah. I think that I guess with some of the more aggressive, some of the more aggressive mm-hmm. styles you've done, it I really kind of seems to add to the song. Like I mean, thank you. The, the portrayal of the person performing it and the, and the music. Right. It's very cool. Well, you know, I did learn the. Uh, the statement of calling it protest music from Dead Prez. Okay. And I have that run through my mind a lot when I think of my performances, when I think of the visuals, when I think of visuals for performances yeah. or for print. I think of protest music in my in my mind. And not, not as a way to um, discourage or dissuade people from listening yeah but as a way to just be strong and present in what i'm doing okay yeah and i guess protest music too would, i mean that term doesn't have to mean something hyper aggressive exactly or, i mean there's a lot you can do i mean someone can be acoustic guitar you know singing Ex- very quietly and it could be a protest song yeah. absolutely yeah. is that is that kind of what you think of yourself uh, as doing protest music like is that for this album yeah, yeah. Okay. even my the songs that have sentiment in it there's the uh there is that sensation of or for me, like where I wrote it from, of just kind of being at a, 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 a my limit, okay. right? Like my boundary is right here, and I'm not budging. Yeah, yeah. Right? So that's sort of the way I'm protesting on this record is Makes like, sense. well, and then other ones where I'm just yelling because I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So what, uh, I mean, what kind of stuff are you listening to? Uh, obviously, you have a lot of different influences, but in mm-hmm. it, is, there, is there somebody or somebody's who kind of are always a go-to for you, like as far as... Uh, inspiration or, or or just what you just listen to anyway i mean yeah i listen to oddly enough i listen to a lot of classical music okay um and i love people like bjork yeah for the way she draws electronic and classical together yeah. this next album has a very heavy electronic influence to it more so than the last album okay. by far so i've sort of the the last album had a lot of trip-hop yeah. influence yeah. this one has a lot more electronic okay and you know, so I love her. I love. I actually love this artist named Banks. Okay. She's from LA, which isn't a very interesting place to be from. <laughs> a lot of people are from there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people go there, but I think she was actually oh, like she's from, there. from there. Yeah. 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 Uh, I used to live there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But um, she's great, and I I got her album a year ago. Like, you know, a year ago to date, basically. Yeah. At the end of August, and I listened to it. Almost daily still. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. And then I like just sort of pulling things from different... You know, I listen to the radio. I listen to CBC a lot. Yeah. I, I love pulling things, just sort of one-offs here and there. Yeah. I, you know, I listen to a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think everyone does. Yeah. But yeah, it's... it's hard, I know it's hard to kind of place people's sound. So often if you have like a... But I mean, mm-hmm. if you have a lot of different sounds combining together, it's really hard to do that, right? Yeah. I definitely pull a lot from... A lot of my courage comes from watching Bjork. Okay. I can see right? that. Yeah, it seems like a, a legit comparison. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. She, I think she's very inspirational as 
an all-encompassing artist, yeah. right? Well, Even I, still. She like, definitely does stuff that is... She doesn't care what people think. No. It's very much just, this is the this is the piece I'm doing. That I don't care if you like it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I love that. Yeah, it's, that's inspirational for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, where can, your album's coming out in a few months. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can people find your music now? Like, what's the best way to do it if they're... Everything's not... up on YouTube. Okay. I mean, YouTube. iTunes. Okay. Or... Uh, Spotify, Bandcamp, all those places. All Basically, pieces, yeah. if you go to my website or put, just Google, okay. it'll it'll pull it up everywhere. But it's isque, I-S-K-W-E, okay. .com. Cool. And for those in Winnipeg, if you are around on Friday, I'll be playing at the Park Theatre. This, unfortunately, will be out after... Oh, bummer. Because, yeah, I have, I have a backlog of these. And Got these it. Ones, but, uh, <laughs> Never mind. Are, are you, uh, I mean, are you going to be, do you have any plans on coming back to Winnipeg in the foreseeable future? Or, I, like I for do. shows, I guess? Other than... I have a tentative one actually in September. Okay. Um, which I can let you know. Sure. But I'm not going to announce it yeah, yet just because it's course. tentative. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm always here. So people will probably get a chance to see you at some yeah, point. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Okay, well, if people want to hear more episodes of this show, they just go to witchpolice.com, click on podcast. There's... 140 some already there it's oh, all wow. for free download and streaming all different you know musical guests whatever Excellent. and um you can find us on umfm on monday nights at 11 o'clock uh it's also umfm.com if you're not in winnipeg and we're part of the garbage hill podcast network which is just a loose collective of people doing this basically nice. on different topics like some people are you know are into video games or whatever so they have a video game podcast there's comic book ones there's hockey ones there's pop culture there's like you know some more political ones it's just a ton of people with shitty little recorders like this, <laughs> just you know sitting around and talking about whatever their interest is so yeah. it's uh we really encourage people to check that out because hopefully someone hears this and goes there and, hey maybe they like comics or maybe they like whatever the topic yeah. is and then we all get each other listeners all no one makes any money off it it's all diy so awesome. that's garbagehellnetwork.com and yeah that's excellent that's all i got so thank you very much for Absolutely. having me and thank uh you. yeah you, uh hopefully when you're in winnipeg next we can I'll share something on Facebook or whatever so people who listen to this will be able to check it out. Beautiful. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks so much. Yep. They're trying to 